0: everybody this is John with Out of Character and I am back from Gen Con. Sorry for the break in podcast episodes. It was hard to edit while I was getting ready to go to Gen Con and everything but we are back. So today I am going to be doing a review for you all. I wanted to talk about an RPG that uh, someone pointed out to me online. I hadn't seen it before so I was interested. It sounded pretty cool and after looking it through, I'm really glad I did. It's a little bit different than some of the other ones I've done for the podcast. So the game is called Psionics, The Next Stage of Human Evolution. It is from N Transmission Games. You, it is on Drive RPG if you're interested. Uh, it's 310 pages for 20 bucks, so a lot of content for a good deal. What it is is essentially it is a role-playing game that focuses on, like, psychic abilities. I think like, uh, and they do list some of these things as, like, things that inspired them in the book, like, Akira, you know, some superhero books, um, scanners, um, <laughs> which, for those of you who've seen that movie, will be like, oh my god, uh, Firestarter, which I think was, like, a Stephen King, series. I, I didn't read it or watch the, if it was a show at any point. Also, they show off a few other, basically, uh, push, push is another one they referenced. I had seen that Chronicle, which I saw. I actually liked Chronicle. I know that movie was kind of weird, but it's pretty cool. It's about teenagers that get psychic powers and then inevitably it doesn't go well for them. Technically they're telekinetic, not psychic, but, uh, so in this world of, psychic people, you have your, all All the player characters are what's called espers. So espers are people with huge psychic power. Th- this includes like everything like reading minds, uh, seeing the future, telekinesis, pyrokinesis, or just plain making people's heads explode and other things. Espers powers are exclusively from their minds. So it's not like in a superhero thing where you have a character who's, you know, controlling the wind itself. Uh, or has, like, some magical power. All, all espers are, you know, mental powers. They tend to be very young because when your psychic powers manifest, you tend to be at that puberty age. And also, of course, having these psychic powers and finding out, you know, everything else that you're dealing with at that phase in your life. You have superpowers, essentially. They tend to also have a lot of emotional issues. They tend to be very troubled. And, uh, that adds to the problem. The other thing going on is that there are these shadow agencies. There's like secret factions Mm -hmm. that basically want to either find and control you or find and imprison you or just plain old kill you. So, uh, imagine you're 16 years old. You find out you're telekinetic and then you find out that, you know, the rest of your life you're going to be hunted. I think anyone, you know, on top of everything else might have some emotional problems. It does take place in our world but slightly twisted like this isn't in like the far distant future the far distant past um this is basically like now and the immediate future it's not super super different but there are things that make it different that are beneath the surface basically there's been like a paranormal arms race going on since world war ii so you have all the superpowers basically gathering up psychics espers trying to make them more and more potent so that they are you know you have kind of like a superhero a superpower cold war going on and there's various factions within those groups that are trying to do different things with them as far as the system goes i don't want to delve too too much into mechanics because you know i I just want to kind of talk about what's cool with this system so it's called the dice punk system it is a d6 system which is great if you're new to role-playing games because if you don't have all the dice yet you can always raid the monopoly board and you know get a bunch of D6s pretty readily. Uh, most of the time, you're going to be rolling two D6, so you don't need a huge number. The big exception being if you're rolling for damage, which will call for a few additional d 6 So I would say, if you if you want, just grab a bunch of D6s and you're pretty much good to go. Um, nice thing about that is, of course, again, they're, they're readily available. So if you don't have a game store or a hobby store near you... You can basically go to, like, any store that sells gaming stuff. Like, any general store should have some D6s or write the old board game boards that, you know, no one plays anymore. Uh, as far as attributes go, uh, it is a derived game. So, you know, you have attributes and skills and all that good stuff. There's only four, so you don't have a huge number to track. You have strength, you have your speed, you have your wits, and you have your will. So those are all pretty standard. If you've played d uh or most role-playing games, those are pretty much, you know... Physical power, physical ability, speed is like your agility, dexterity, movement, of course, wits is your kind of intelligence, and will is your your force of will. Um, I did want to note that they dropped two of the standards for this game, and they made a point of this, so I'm going to mention it. So they dropped charisma because they want to focus on... Roleplay for the purposes of charisma rather than a mechanical role, which I thought was pretty, it, it's a good way to do it. It does encourage role play That way people aren't leaning on a really high plus six to their charisma and throwing out like terrible roleplay rather than saying like actually thinking about what your character would have to think, say, or do in order to win over a crowd. Um, wisdom, they said it's treated as just common sense. You, you don't, they don't want to have to track that. I can see that for the purposes of a modern game that does also work. So that was interesting. It's a, it's a change from uh the the standard. Um there are attributes and again they range you can put points in them uh they go for all the way from like 1, which is like the minimum, you basically don't have that ability all the way up to 10, which is superpower, you know, uh insane levels of strength. The biggest thing that I do want to talk about are, of course, the cool psychic talents. So the psychic talents are kind of what makes this a uniquely psychic game. All of your big abilities are, of course, for these Espers are coming from their psychic powers. They do range in in power level. I'm just going to read through some of them and kind of give ideas of, like, where they fall. So the first one, of course, is telekinesis. So that's, like, you know, Jean Grey... Lifting up, you know, a cement truck with her brain or... Yeah. Uh, and that covers... So, at level one, basically, it's, like, kind of, like, clumsy and unrefined. You couldn't really manage... You could, like, maybe... You could push open a small door or things of that or open a window. Uh, you can lift objects of up to one pound. So, you can't, like, really, like, accurately... Manipulate objects or things like that. It's very minimal and very basic. If you increase that up to level six, you're moving things that are just like within your line of sight and you're able to manipulate them with a lot more definition and a lot more clarity. You can also lift objects of up to 20,000 pounds. So, and with Jam approval, even heavier than that. So at that point, you're, you know, lifting. Jets and, uh, like, tractor trailers and stuff like that. I kind of like that they put the limit at 20,000 pounds because at that point, you can basically destroy whatever's on the field. Uh, You can, you know, I'm gonna lift this, you know, guy and toss him, or I'm going to lift a huge chunk out of this building and knock it over on top of the, uh, the, the army guys that are coming to get us. The next one is also a very popular one pyrokinesis. This is the ability to create and control fire. At level one, it's not that impressive. Basically, you have the ability to create a small flame like the equivalent of a lighter. You can all, it won't burn you and you can throw it and inflict fire damage on things, which is interesting. Uh, they, there are roles associated with that. Basically, you just like make a tiny little ball of fire and throw it. Um, if you get up to level six, Basically, you are Pyro from the X Men, but you don't need a stinking lighter anymore. You are an inferno maker. You are just destroying and burning everything that comes your way. Pyrokinesis is a uh, definitely an aggressive power, but it's interesting. Psychokinesis is the mental powers. It's you know at level one, you're reading surface thoughts and like communicating telepathically with some difficulty if you make it all the way to level six then you're like charles xavier when he was a teenager essentially you are like a master telepath you are just completely erasing people's memories or altering them you're creating mass illusions you're mind controlling people i would say that's the one that's probably going to end up giving gms the most trouble because if you can just be like i'm just going to erase this person's memories uh that can get very uh difficult to get around very quickly biofeedback is the ability to basically control your body with your mental powers. It does range from level one to level four. So like level one is just basically you have the ability to, it's kind of like mind over matter. Uh, you have the ability to like cause your body to regenerate more quickly, to heal more quickly. And you can also basically set aside the need for food and water and rest much longer than a normal non-Esper would be able to. At level four, you do, it just again, it's improved and you can also basically like purge poisons and toxins from people, from yourself. So that's handy. Uh, especially if you're, you know, getting poisoned by some shadow agency that wants to, you know, try to kill you. Necrokinesis is just the ability to cause death psionically, I suppose I should say. Level one is basically like you're making an attack roll and they, you have to be touching them and you know, things of that nature. At level four, it's basically line of sight, and you're just dropping people. So, again, very powerful ability. Soma is the weirdest one. I thought this was really interesting, because basically the ability to increase your strength and speed psionically. It's like level one is like muscle growth, and you just become faster and stronger. So, if you're the type of character who or player who wants to make a character who's got psionic abilities that amplify their physical abilities like they're an athlete who realizes they're an esper and they use those abilities to basically like become like an all-star athlete to go from like you know a struggling college athlete to a first-line draft for the nfl you could do that only to find out that you know the shadow agency isn't going to let you get drafted by anyone because they know what you're doing there's entropy which is kind of cool it's tied to pyrokinesis at level one you're basically you can corrode oxidize rot or decay non-living matter that increases over time. Again, I'm skipping over the intermediaries just to give you all the two extreme, the extremes of this. The the lowest is basically like, you know, rust, metal, um, you know, corrode a battery, rot some old wooden door, things of that nature. Level four is you're atomizing things. You will just completely destroy it. There's magna which is the manipulation of electromagnetic fields. The big power here is basically weather control. Yes, you can control the weather psionically. So you can make storms. You can alter, you know, the weather patterns. And uh, it's a fun power. But again, uh, very, very potentially hard for the GM to deal with. Synchronicity is probability control. So uh, the closest thing I can think of this is like Domino and Black Cat and uh, long Longshot. So they don't really actively manipulate probability consciously. Those are, it's unconscious. So basically you just, you have better luck. Things are more likely to go your way. Osmosis is the ability, it's a rare power. It's the ability to train psionic power from other living beings, especially espers. So basically it's the psionic version of Rogue where you're just stealing and absorbing their psionic power. Uh, the others are scrying, which is, uh, you know, the ability to like reach out and find things psionically and, uh, telekinesis, which is our technokinesis. So technokinesis is the ability to manipulate machines with your psionic power. Uh, level one is basically like jam and unshielded communication device, like standard issue cell phone kind of thing at level four. You have a jamming field that extends to miles rather than a, you know, short range. You can attract or repel up to a hundred pounds of metal. You can hack devices with your brain that are in line of sight. And you have an EMP blast that can just like short out everything for some distance. Uh, all very cool talents. And, you know, you can put different points and different talents and figure out what your character is going to be good at. So there's a lot of potential there for fun and uh, for some interesting things to do. I do also want to mention, so you heard me talk about all the things. The the big powers basically manifest like this. You don't have someone who's able to do everything, usually. Usually you have two classes of Esper. You have an Esper who's a strong telekinetic, pyrokinetic, or psychokinetic. Or you have a weak user of some combination of those. So if you're really, really powerful, you're usually going to be like pure telekinesis, pure pyrokinesis, pure psychokinesis. If you're like, I have a little bit of telekinesis and a little bit of pyrokinesis, you're not as powerful as someone who's focused on one thing, but you are able to do more. So you have more tools in your bag, but they're not as, you know, powerful. There are substances that will allow you to reach out and learn more disciplines. So if, you know, of course, you know, the government and these aspers are going to want to have more power, the easiest way to have more power is have more options. So you have a psychokinetic who wants to be pyrokinetic, you give him an injection and how he can do that. Uh, But of course, you know, drugs are not always going to be the best option. A couple of other cool things that they do put in here, there's a list of Drugs and effects that they have Like the one we were just talking about That can give people different powers There's actually a fair table of stuff Like substances basically of course Espers who are troubled A lot of troubled people do turn to uh, Certain substances To try to ease that burden um, And it's an interesting mechanic uh, I don't know how that's going to work out In a long term game But it is something a little bit different um, And they took the time and energy to write it all out and, you know, actually given a mechanic in the game. And it does kind of work with the idea that, again, you know, I think a lot of teenagers and younger people do, do go down that road. And, uh, especially if you're like being pursued by people and things like that. Um, I can definitely see that coming up more than we might think there's a great collection of npcs uh there's there's an extensive collection of npcs in the book that are ready to be used everything from espers that you could use to uh authority figures that these espers might encounter there is a secret gm chapter i'm not going to say anything about the secret gm chapter because basically it's stuff that only your game master storyteller what have you it should know and it specifically says you know the players should not read that part of the book. So if you get to that part of the book and you're thinking about just playing, don't read it. It's got a lot of stuff that you know is going to be really spoil the game for you if your GM uses that. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, I will say that I, I do like this game. It's it's very interesting. It's a uh, it's a cool take on the whole thing of like psychic powers, which uh, is different it's uh you know there's lots of games that have psychic powers but this is like front and center focused on psychic powers uh which i think is you know it's it's a it's a different take and there's a lot of movies and books and fiction that revolve around you know well what if you could have these powers um it kind of reminds me a little bit of like um monster hearts in the emotional turmoil that these characters are experiencing uh, this is not a happy-go-lucky game. I would definitely say this is probably not a game I would recommend for, like, younger players. I would definitely skew this towards an adult group or, like, a college-age group. Um, not something I would bring in for, like, the early teens and kids for, like, family game night by any stretch. And... Um, The only other thing I do want to mention about the book is there's a lot of really cool pieces of fiction that are, like, following different people in this world. So it does definitely establish, you know, what people are doing and what it's like to be an Esper and what different Espers are doing with their powers. All in all, I think for the right group, Psionics is a great game. I think the fact that it does tilt towards more adult material means that certain groups of people are probably not going to like it as much. Um, It is definitely darker than a lot of games, but again, that that goes to the idea of the material. And there's definitely a place for that. It's not like a pulpy, uh, you know, it's not like a uh, light game. You know, Good Neighbors, for example, is something I would describe as being a a fairly light game. It delves into some darker areas, but it's not super insidious uh, all the time. This game, I think, is going to run very, very dark. There's going to be a lot more adult material, and that's maybe that may be what your group is looking for. Uh, if you like any of those source material things, you know, Push, Akira, all that good stuff, then this is. I kind of think of The Shining too a little bit. I mean, The Shining gets into weird stuff because you have like the devil or whatever was in that house and then in uh, in that hotel at the same time. But I-, I kept thinking of that because you had, like, the kid who had The Shining and could, like, read minds and communicate with people and stuff. Very cool game. and uh, I- Transmission Games has a couple of products out, and uh, I-, I like this one. I think it's a cool idea, and I think they did a great job with it. So if you are looking for something a little different, something that... You know, it's, it's a good game for, you know, we want to really delve into a psionic thing. We don't want to have some like far flung different setting. We want to do our own kind of like oops, game in our world. This is a really good one to jump in with. Um, so, yeah. We will be back soon with more, uh, actual play for you. We, we sat down to record more adventures in Middle earth right before Gen Con and one of our players didn't show up because of personal issues and it just didn't work out but i do hope you'll all give psionics a chance or you know check the podcast out for more potential games that you can try soon until next time i do hope everyone stays safe play more games and we will see you next time bye